0: And
1: in three, two, one. Mama, ¿por qué Mexicanos Mexicanas?
2: Stephanie, who are we listening to?
1: That's my maternal grandmother, Mama Lupe, almost 100 years of life experience. Wow, how beautiful. What were y'all talking about? Well, you know, here at the Latinx Research Center, we're trying to explore this term Latinx, and so I wanted to chop it up with her about inclusive language, but in a framework that she would understand. So I asked her about Mexicanos and Mexicanas instead. Porque
2: Mexicanos y Mexicanas ¿verdad? no, somos Mexicanos todos, todos, hombre y mujer, somos Mexicanos. So, you wanted to talk to her about the issue with like masculine and feminine pronouns in ways she would understand.
1: Well, gender is a part of it, so we could start there. But it's deeper than that. Let's think about the term mexicanos, it's a masculine term. But the argument is that in Spanish, mexicanos is a gender neutral term that includes all people. But at the root of this masculine dominance in language, there's patriarchy. In patriarchy, social, economic, cultural, personal, and religious life revolve around cis male privilege, like Catholicism, where the priesthood and higher ranks are exclusive to men, based on the false assumption that men are biologically superior to women and femmes.
2: So, that's how
3: Men
1: have controlled physical space, and that's poured over into language, another tactic of control. So while conventionally, La
0: Real Academia Española says Mexicanos is gender inclusive, in practice, that's not necessarily the case, because it upholds a patriarchal dominance that leads to the mistreatment of women
1: and non-binary individuals. Exactly. So using Mexicanos as the default identifier not only excludes, but also subordinates and invisibilizes women, femininity, two-spirit, mushes, and people who don't fit in any of those boxes. And so by Mama Lupe denouncing Mexicanos y Mexicanas, and with anger, it illustrates she has internalized the patriarchal norms that were passed on through generations. And we all do this all the time. We uphold structures of oppression through our usage of certain words.
0: But what you're about to listen to, it's not just about Mexico it's not just about terms like mexicanos or mexicanas
1: this is about identity identities that have been stolen from us identities that have been imposed on us identities we have severed in order to create our own this is about language it's about the violence enveloped in language and how it is weaponized to oppress and erase communities how language words Inflict wounds across generations.
2: This story is about Latinidad and its newest identifier, Latinx. From the Latinx Research Center at the University of California, Berkeley, you are now listening to Scars and Healing, Cicatrices. Y sanaciones. Cicatrices,
0: y sanaciones. Con X's. Cicatrices y sanaciones. With
1: X's. I'm Nicole Ubinas, aka Nikki. She/her pronouns. I'm Stephanie Gutierrez-Rios, known as Lola on the block. Also she/her pronouns.
2: And I'm Daniel Marquez, or Daniel Marquez. He/him pronouns. And this is the introductory episode to our series, of Scars and Healing. Cicatrices y sanaciones.
0: So we're done with the intro, now on to the body. Hey, please put that in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This episode was recorded on November 21st of the fall 2020 semester at UC Berkeley. Latinx.
0: Latinx. Latinx. Latinx.
2: Oh. The term Latinx has been gaining a lot of attention recently. Some pronounce it as the Latinx. Others say Latinx. And we could even say Latinx.
0: According to Google Trend data used by the Princeton LGBT Center, Latinx first began to appear on the web back in 2004 and was notably pioneered by Black, Indigenous, queer, and trans people. As a way to signal solidarity, everyday people, as well as academic institutions, have begun to adopt the term Latinx.
2: Media platforms are starting to catch on. Univision now has a section titled Latinx on their website. Telemundo launched a show called Latinx Now, and news agencies from Remezcla to the New York Times, from Complex News to Time Magazine, have all published articles trying to answer the question what does latinx mean
0: in its most basic sense latinx is a way to identify someone of latin american origin or heritage in a gender-neutral way
1: latinx includes people of all gender identities and sexualities it's
0: a term that doesn't imply a specific gender In the ways that the masculine form Latino and the feminine form Latina do, it destabilizes
1: the notion that only two genders exist man and woman. Instead, Latinx emphasizes and affirms non binary gender identities and queer
4: sexualities.
1: Qué? El término Latinx abarca la identidad de género, sea una mujer, sea un hombre, sea una persona transgénero o una persona no binario. Yo empecé a usar esa palabra para poder identificarme yo misma.
0: It's also important to note that Latinx is not a so-called race. Latina, Latino, and Latinx are pan-ethnic labels that are used to group together people of similar geographies with a range of cultural
1: traditions and languages. And the X in Latinx isn't new. Claudia Milian, professor of Romance Studies at Duke University, reminds us that we've seen the X throughout our environment. We've seen it in the unknown mathematical X that needs to be solved. We've seen it in the X of Malcolm X. We see it in the indigenous languages of Nawa and Zapotec
2: peoples. In her book, A Chicana Codex of Changing Consciousness, published in 2011, Sherry Moraga stated that the X reflects the Indian identity that has been robbed from us through colonization. To her, Chicana and Chicano, or Chicanex, with an X at the beginning, indicates a re-emerging politica that is grounded in indigenous American belief systems and identities that are ancestral to the North, South, and Central American continents.
0: In his book, Latinx, The New Force in American Politics and Culture, first published in 2018, Ed Morales tells us that, Latinx describes the in-between space in which Latinxes live. It allows us to construct identities or self-images that include a wide variety of racial, national, and even gender-based identifications, and that it has the potential to reveal the blackness and indigenousness often erased in Latin America.
2: Similarly, in her 2019 book, Latinx, Claudia Milian sees the X in Latinx as one that is falling through the Latin cracks, the spaces between the O's and the A's, the conventional understandings of what it means to be Latino or Latina.
1: So, the X can encompass more than just gender and sexual inclusivity. The X encompasses the unknown, the unrecognizable, the obscure, the buried, the forbidden. The X encompasses identities that were stolen and extinguished through the processes of colonial, cultural, social, political, and economic subjugation. Through the attempted genocide of indigenous peoples, and through the dehumanization of kidnapped and enslaved African peoples brought to the Americas,
4: teu sanu na
0: still many have continued to critique the term some have critiqued latinx on the basis of pronunciation they find saying Latinx or Latinx too awkward and difficult. Others believe Latinx is a form of linguistic imperialism, a way for English-speaking Latinas and Latinos living in the U.S. to impose American ideologies onto Latin America and the Spanish language.
1: And other people claim that Latino itself is gender neutral, based on Spanish conventions. However, these types of arguments emphasize conventional rules and norms of grammar, and language, rather than issues of transformative and restorative justice. They not only fail to empathize with the experiences of queer and non-binary folk that don't see themselves in the A and the O of Latina and Latino, but they fail to bring the legacies of colonialism into the conversation.
2: Because of this, we turn instead to the critiques made by Black and Indigenous scholars who in spite of its broader meanings, have continued to closely interrogate the term Latinx. These scholars teach us that Latinx continues the legacies of Latinidad and the logics of mestizaje, which created the myth of a false sense of equality in Latin America based on the premise that we're all racially and culturally mixed, when in reality, mestizaje and by extension, Latinidad have always privileged whiteness. And thus have erased the existence of indigenous and Afro descendant peoples throughout Latin America.
3: Que noite mais funda calunga no porão de navio negreiro, que viagem mais longa canton. Ouvindo o batuque das ondas compasso no coração de um pássaro No fundo de um veio É o seba do mundo calunga Batendo santa em meu peito Caô, cabeça lê, caô, oque,
0: In an interview with The Root, Dash Harris tells us that there's no possible way to honor blackness within the framework of Latinidad, because Latinidad is rooted in white domination and genocide. Curly Tlapoyawa, in an article from mexica.org, wrote that, while Latinx attempts to ungender the term Latino, it still pays deference to a Eurocentric ideology that actively denies the indigenous and African heritage of the people it claims to represent. And in their article, The X in Latin X is a Wound, Not a Trend, Afro Indigenous scholar and poet Alain Pelaz Lopez argues that the X in Latin X exposes four wounds the Latin American diaspora still needs to confront. These wounds are the wound of settlement through the genocide and dispossession of Indigenous peoples, the wound of anti blackness. Through the enslavement of Africans throughout the Americas, the wound of femicides through the historical raping and killing of women and femmes, and the wound of inarticulation through the inability to name the dimensions of violence our communities suffer.
3: Ouvindo o batuque das ondas com paz.
1: scholars and writers are reminding us that while Latinx has been useful in pointing out our community's problematic notions of gender and sexuality, it continues the legacies of a Latinidad that has been violent and exclusionary. And so it doesn't address or resolve Latinidad's problematic notions of anti-blackness and anti-indigeneity. And this is a site we're working from in this audio series. We are not seeking to define or promote the word Latinx for everyone. We don't wish to contribute to the arguments of whether or not it should be used. Our research has established that the usefulness of Latinx is in fact that it helps us to expose the wounds that conquests and Latinidad have
2: produced. In order to understand these wounds, we'll need to talk about colonization, slavery, nationhood, patriarchy, machismo, and capitalism. To do this, we'll be speaking to scholars, artists, experts, family members, and everyday people on how we all have experienced these wounds and this wounding.
1: Healing from the distinct wounds we will name begins by telling our truths. And in our beautifully diverse Latinx communities, our truths are vast and different.
0: Latinx people are not a monolith. We cannot and will not flatten our experiences into a
4: single story.
2: We were Daniel Marquez,
1: Nikki Ubinas, and Stephanie Gutierrez
2: Rios. And you just listened to the first episode of Scars and Healing, Cicatrices y Sanaciones, an audio series on Latinx wounding. Brought to you by the podcast team here at the Latinx Research Center at UC Berkeley.
1: We would like to recognize our co-producer, Vanessa Flores, of the Graduate School of Journalism, who was unable to narrate with us, but was essential to this project.
2: We express our deepest gratitude to our faculty advisor, Dr. Laura E. Perez, professor of Chicano and Ethnic Studies and chair of the Latinx Research Center here at UC Berkeley.
4: le daba muy maltrato y a su neli-
0: To listen to our interviews in their entirety, for a glossary of terms, and other resources, please visit lrc.berkeley.edu. You will also be able to find our podcasts and other material related to Latinx research at revistano.berkeley.edu. That's revistanoj.berkeley.edu. Okay. The chili mangoes are fire.